Hey, this is Nathan from Circle Back, and we're going to discuss metal. This is the Discuss Metal Podcast with Nathan Beatty of Circle Back. Hosted by Dan Terry, presented by DiscussMetal.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Discuss Metal Podcast. My name is Dan. I will be your host for tonight and probably pretty much most nights that we do this podcast. Uh, with me tonight is Nathan Beatty of Circleback. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Just got off work drinking some green tea, so <laughs> trying to make healthy lifestyle choices, I guess. That's the way to do it. But... um I, uh, I, I've been listening to, well, I've been listening to circle back since I guess probably since terminus came out. Um, I know I'd seen, I'd seen you and John and a few other people post stuff all the time about circle back. And I just never paid attention until John sat down and did an interview with, uh, with Brian Patton, uh, on as the story grows. And I was like, Oh, I need to listen to that record. And so I got like, I got like super, super into it. <laughs> and uh we ended up we ended up having john we ended up having john on brutally speaking where we went through like every track and talked about what they all meant and stuff and uh and so that was cool but uh but lately i've i've just seen i've seen online that you guys are like rocking some some new tunes and kind of kind of starting to get everything rolling again uh with writing new music so i'm gonna get into that later but i'm gonna just start off with a uh asking the general question of how you got into music as a fan and how you got into playing music. So, uh, prior to being like 11, 12 years old, I was not into music at all. Like it literally did not matter to me. All I cared about was like sports and video games. And then I don't know, once I got into middle school, I heard uh blink One Eighty Two for the first time. And, uh, I just fell in love with that band and I got into like punk rock and stuff. And, you know, I just, you know, started listening to the bands that Blink-182 would talk about on like MTV and stuff. And I just went from there, you know, checking out what uh, guys and other bands were into. And uh, I don't know, got into Linkin Park too. Uh, you know, Linkin Park, Korn, Static X, Slipknot, Mudvayne, all of those bands. And then, you know, I was like, what are some other metal bands? And I just kind of went, went from there. <laughs> gotcha. Um, where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Uh, so I'm originally from California and then I moved to South Carolina, Charleston when I was, uh, 14. I started high school here, which was a huge culture shock. <laughs> I bet. I mean, is is it true that California, you know, probably a little bit more ahead of the times Did it kind of seem like you were going back a few years moving. Absolutely. Like in terms of like culture and just, just how people think, I mean, I never experienced racism until I moved to South Carolina. Let's put it that way. Really? Yeah. Like I, I didn't even know racism was really a thing that existed until I moved here. That's funny. You're not the first person I've heard say that too. Cause like, I mean, I live in Missouri, so like, we grew up with it, you know, uh, yeah. but, uh, so it wasn't as much, but it's funny. Cause my, my wife is actually from Louisville and she, uh, she was very much the same way. Like when we first met, she like, couldn't like when she would see like 
racism in action, she just like completely shocked. Like what this yeah. is something that people talked about in, in textbooks, but haven't actually ever seen it. It yeah, I mean it's insane. I mean, and like my dad was in the military, so you know, I grew up as a military pet. So like, you know, there's people of like all ethnicities in the military, you know. So I grew up not only did I grow up in California, you know, I'm Filipino. And, you know, California has a large Filipino population. So, like, I don't know, like, the first, like, 14 years of my life, I was just around, like, a lot of people of different ethnicities. And then I, you know, I moved here and it was like, okay, (laughs) the U.S. isn't quite as diverse as I thought it was. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it is diverse. It's just getting people to to realize that uh, and embrace it. (laughs) You know, <laughs> but um, okay. So you got into music around around uh, high school. Well, not high school, more like middle school, I guess. School. Um, yeah. So moved on. So let's see. We went from Blink One Eighty Two to stuff like Linkin Park, Static X, Mudvayne. So like new metal type of stuff. Um, you know, whenever whenever you go into like into new metal and bands like that, was there ever any kind of like transition when you started hearing? Um, like harder music because like, I mean, something like Mudvayne, like I remember when I first heard LD 50, I thought it was like the most extreme record I'd ever heard in my life. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe this is so heavy. (laughs) And then like Slipknot's Iowa, you know, and um, Wisconsin death trip by static X. Like I thought those were like literally like the heaviest records that could ever be produced uh, by humans. But then like, then you start realizing uh, you know, as, as it goes on that there are far heavier bands. So what, uh, what was the, what was the breakthrough for you as far as going into, into heavier music? Uh, it's kind of hard to say exactly, but one memory I have is reading an interview with, uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn, and he mentioned Cannibal Corpse. Oh, okay. And I was like, who is this band? And then I checked them out and then somehow I got into like malevolent creation also and suffocation, morbid angel, all, all those like nineties death metal bands I fell in love with. That's awesome. So like kind of the, the, the Florida based death metal bands. Oh yeah. Yep. That's cool. I love all that stuff. More too. sound studios bands. Scott Burns. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I, was that, was that, so was it like just immediate love for that or was there any kind of reservation? Cause I remember, I remember going from like Slipknot to, you know, um, it's funny that my first death metal band was like a Christian death metal band. So that was kind of a different thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, I remember just being like, man, this is so, this is so like, I, I'm waiting for the singing to come in a, at some point and it's just nothing but straight blast and growl. Doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember hearing like a local radio station in California that played like a random like German death metal band. And I remember being like, oh, my God, what is this? It's terrible. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I have no idea who that band was. For all I know, it's a band that I like now. But I remember at the time just being like, who would make music like this? Right. uh there there it's always it's always a journey kind of going from from kind of the more mainstream stuff into the more extreme and i always i always bring that up and like maybe it's only cool for me to to focus on that but uh, i've just found that like it took me such a long time to warm up to it 
Um, but I think a lot of times it just comes down to hearing the right band um, on the right day, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, yeah. But um, time and place. So you know, so you're a music fan. I, I would assume. I would assume that you just dug into, just went into that full hog. Then just trying to check out everything that you could. Yeah, it just became an obsession. Like I, I'm the kind of person who, once I get into something, it's like all I think about, and I want to know everything about it. And that's kind of what happened with music. You know, before that, it was all video games and like sports, baseball, really. Like I wanted to know everything about all of that stuff. And then once I fell in love with music, it was like all my attention just turned to that. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still play video games, but yeah, like, I mean, shoot, I, I started off as just being a guy that wanted to have more CDs than all my friends. And now it's just exactly, basically yeah, do same. podcasts about music <laughs> like three or four times a week, you know? Um, but, you know, so what's the transition, though, between going from somebody that just appreciates music to actually wanting to make it yourself? Uh, so when I was in, I want to say ninth or 10th grade, I had a couple friends who wanted to, I don't know if they wanted to start a band, but they kind of wanted to like play some music and they wanted to cover a CKY song, which CKY is my favorite band of all time. Any genre. Would and, not, uh, would not have predicted like, that. I love that. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, I was going to say, if you ever do, um, I don't know if you have already, but if you ever do a, a uh, discography discussion on CKY, you should have me on there. I will write that down. I, yep. I'm like, I literally know like everything about CKY. <laughs> I don't know like, if you I know if, that band. It's so funny because, uh, my co-host on brutally speaking, John, uh, who's also named Beatty, no relation. Um, he, he is Darren Miller. Yeah. He's hard yeah. into CKY. So it's something about dudes That's named Beatty, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> and, and CKY, like it's just meant to be, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, I had a group of friends who wanted to, you know, play CKY songs or whatever, and they uh, suggested that I start playing guitar, which, you know, I had no interest in ever wanting to play an instrument. But, uh, you know, I bought a cheap, uh, like, Fender Squire Strat, and whew, I fell in love with that thing. <laughs> I, I haven't stopped playing since. Was it the pack with the, like, I, I remember I was taking guitar lessons for a really short period of time uh, when I was younger, and I remember they had, like, a pack where you could buy the guitar. It was, like, I don't know, it was, like, 200. Like an amplifier? Yeah, it was, like, 200 bucks. It's, like, a little a little box amp. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I got. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those were, that was, like, the best. I remember, I think I got one of those, too. I think mine was a Ibanez. Um, oh, yeah. I don't play though anymore. I, I never, I never could pick it up at a, at a great level, mm -hmm. but, um, I still have actually, I can still see the amp from where I'm sitting. I have it like, it's like a bookshelf now. <laughs> Sorry. That's, it's not about me. So, uh, whatever you were, um, so, you know, so you fell in love with that thing. What was, what was the first, uh, what was the first stuff that you learned how to play? Uh, well, the first song I ever tried playing is, uh, sink into the underground by CKY. Which, you know, at that at that point, I, I couldn't even do it at all. Like, I, I had trouble just playing the couple power chords that are, like, in the chorus of that song. Yeah. Let alone, like, you know, the relatively difficult riff, main riff in that song. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the first song I tried playing. And then 
uh, I don't know. Like you would think that I would have tried starting off with like simpler, like punk songs, but I went right into like metal, like, like I immediately was trying to play Ingve Malmsteen stuff. Oh my God. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just immediately. Like, cause I, that's the stuff I was getting into. I was getting into like more technical music and I loved like all like the 80s shred guys, like the shrapnel records guys, like, you know, Malmsteen, Greg Howe, Tony McAlpine, especially, which, yeah, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous in hindsight that that's basically my entry point into guitar playing. <laughs> well, now it's okay. So I, I, I got to dig into that a little bit. So are, are, are we talking like you're just listening to this stuff and trying to play it by ear or were we looking up tabs or do you re uh, actually read look, like note for note? So I, I was looking up tabs and stuff. And, uh, shortly after that, I, I, uh, started taking lessons with a guy who, you know, totally grew up on all that eighties shred eighties metal. So it was like a breath of fresh air to have a young kid who was interested in that stuff, you know, at that time, you know, 2004, 2005, 2006, kind of like the, the more like technical guitar boom, you know? Yeah. Um, so tabs and so did you did you ever get to the point where you're writing music or are you on, are you reading music or are you and I and I preface that not as a condescending question because I cannot read music at all. <laughs> I can read music a little bit, but uh you know, it's not like I'm going to sit down and like sight read some complicated piece of music, you know. Right. But if if I look at some sheet music, you know, I can be like, you know, this is E, this is A, this is that, you know. I'd have to like really think about it though. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Well, that's cool. So you, so how how successful do you feel that you were as far as emulating that uh, emulating that style? I think I caught on relatively well, pretty fast. That's awesome. Relatively speaking, I, I mean, the thing was like I wanted to be a good guitarist. You know, it's like I didn't want to just. It's not. I didn't want to just play guitar. I wanted to be really good at it. Do you, uh, so I would assume that circle back is not the first band that you, that you played in. Um, you know, so what was, what, what was your first band like, or if it, if it wasn't circle back. So I've only played in two bands, including circle back. My first band was a band called Centura. We were like a thrashy death metal band. And, uh, that's cool. Yeah. We came out with like an EP that I would, that is like, absolutely embarrassing and i don't want anyone to ever hear it <laughs> but then we did a second ep which i actually am pretty proud of but uh you know we only lasted for like a few years well that's not bad actually um well <laughs> most bands uh most bands that i was in uh at a younger age lasted about a matter of months so <laughs> yeah see, i never experienced that really i mean so a couple of the guys that were in that band, Centura, we tried jamming prior to forming that band. And like that didn't really work out, but we were never really a band, you know? We just kind of jammed a few times and I was like, oh, this isn't working. That's a familiar story for sure. Um, yeah. how, so how <laughs> did you how did you end up getting in touch with uh with John and Circleback? So me and John had followed each other on Twitter for a while. And you know, I listened to Circle Back. Like, I was aware of the music, but I was always like, who are these guys? Like, I've never seen these guys. Like, where are they from? What is going on? But uh, one day, John just randomly uh, messaged me on Twitter. And uh, 
you know, he asked if I would be interested in playing guitar and circle back because he wanted to make circle back a live band. And I was like super stoked. Cause at that point, like I, you know, Centura didn't exist anymore. So I had nothing going on. And then John, you know, sent me that message and I was like, okay, I'm down. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. Cause I believe it was just a, like almost just like a project of his, uh, yeah, like a before studio the band. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's all kind of coming together. I'm still trying to put some of that, some of those. So like John, I, um, I knew from an old band that he was in called outcry. Outcry. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then I knew, um, uh, his friend Danny who was, uh, yeah, Danny, I think Danny was nice outcry. See my, I'm already like my brain. Yeah, he, he, he was an outcry. Yeah, yeah. He was an outcry. And then, um, so like, I'm trying to put like, there's this whole scene in a different state that I did not grow up in that I've been trying to piece together all this time and find out how mm-hmm. all the, all the dots connect, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was the super project. So he asked you to come in and play. Did you guys just start playing out like immediately? Cause it seems like, it seems like for a while, like every day on my Facebook feed, it, there would be live pictures, um, of you guys playing, <laughs> playing somewhere. So it almost seemed like you guys were like a three day a week band, you know? Uh, so it actually took us a while to lock down a drummer at the very beginning. Uh, but you know, once we did, you know, we like immediately tried playing shows. Yeah. Tried and, and try, tried and failed or. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we played some shows and then it was like, okay, now let me put it this way. We've had a lot of lineup changes (laughs) for a band that hasn't done like a whole lot. We've had a lot of lineup changes. (laughs) The struggle, the struggle is real. Yeah. I get get that. Yeah. Well, finding a drummer is almost always the hardest part I've found. Cause like every, every dude you ever meet is a vocalist, right? And then like every, yeah. every dude and like the, you, you can find a bass player anywhere. And if you can't find a bass player, you can convince a guitar player to play bass, you know, yeah. <laughs> but a uh, failed guitar player. <laughs> I didn't say that, but, uh, <laughs> your words, not mine. Um, but, uh, but yes, that's exactly what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know, there's so many dudes just sitting in their basement shredding guitar. So that makes, it makes, it makes sense. Uh, Whenever you guys put out Terminus, um, what was that process like for you as far as as far as getting that record down? These are all questions I did not ask John. I, I saved them. I saved them for you. So, so with Terminus, that was kind of the first time we had like a very stable lineup, which is the lineup we have now. And uh, so that that was the first album where like I wrote the music to, and. Uh, <clears throat> Well, no, that's not true. Actually, the album before that, uh, I wrote the music for. But uh, with that album, I kind of struggled with how Circleback should sound. You know, like it was kind of like me trying to imitate what like Dan and uh, the previous guitarist Cutler was trying to do with Circleback. And I don't know, it just it just wasn't how I played naturally. But with Terminus, I kind of like got into the mentality of I'm just going to do what is natural to me, which is essentially like me dumbing down death metal riffs and trying to turn them into metallic hardcore. Right. (laughs) Basically. 
was there was there any kind of like uh yeah and that 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 was something i want i'm glad you brought that up because that's something so you're telling me about all these like guitar virtuosos that you were you know uh emulating uh, you know early on and you know you're listening to death metal and stuff and then you know um then you join this this hardcore band um which i would imagine would be like not as complicated or not necessarily as challenging but then when you listen to terminus it's pretty much exactly like what you're describing like um it seems especially compared to like the eps before terminus um it's like way metaled up uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> on terminus <laughs> that mean- <laughs> yeah i mean that makes sense i mean a good bit of the riffs i wrote so i guess that's probably where that comes from like the tremolo the the couple tremolo picking parts that we got that's definitely me <laughs> yeah it's cool too because it, it has that like older hardcore not old i don't say like old like outdated but like it's like it's like it's like what metallic hardcore band sounded like back when i first started listening to it you know yeah. um before everybody was just playing like at the gates riffs you know <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> so um so no, that's cool so and then you guys put out terminus you put it out on like what vinyl um cassette cassette uh, uh yeah. cd i don't remember yeah there was a cd release too um eight track i think no i made that one up but uh no. <laughs> man it's gonna play i actually it probably would fit on an eight track pretty well um so you guys went out so i guess this is this is always the big elephant in the room um what plans did you guys have before like we all had to go inside and like not talk to anybody anymore uh i mean we write music record music play some shows and we're doing all of that except the play shows part (laughs) yeah yeah hard to do that whenever there's nowhere to play yeah i know right but um so you guys have just recently i I don't know if it's just recently or not i'm just going off of facebook posts but you guys are writing new material for potentially a new Uh, album or we have a whole EP written and we're going to the studio in October to record it. Sweet. So yep. are we expecting like kind of in the same vein as Terminus or are you going to start like throwing in like 15 minute guitar solos? Uh, there's no solos. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> um, definitely in the vein of Terminus, maybe heavier. I know that's like a cliche thing to say, but I think it's heavier. Yeah, I uh, I think you described it as what did you say? Uh, I can't find. I'm not going to dig through Facebook posts to find it, but um, <laughs> there was something that you, yeah, I, I, it was it was all hype though. So I got really excited too because I, I feel like Terminus came out like eight minutes ago. So like I um, <laughs> no, I I really dig it, but uh, yeah. So I mean that that that's exciting. And um, are you guys always planning on doing your stuff independent? Or are you guys looking at like labels or anything like that? Uh, we would love to have a label be interested in us. <laughs> Let me pull up my list of label owners right now. And <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, the best I could do would be like find a guy that puts out twenty five album limited releases, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and you guys still have to pay for everything. Yeah, that's that seems uh, to be yeah. that seems to be what the definition of label is now. But um, yep. I, I I have come to be aware over time that you know, um, music while being a very, very big passion of yours, um, 
you know, the, the other thing that I see you post about every other day is Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy? <laughs> so I knew I had to bring it up because, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I have never seen anybody this, like, as, as, as into it. Um, and so my question is, are you, like, do you just, like, do you like the entire series or are, are you focused in on just like one or two of the games? I like the majority of the series. It's hilarious. Cause like, I would not call myself a gamer at all nowadays. Yeah. Like pretty much once I got a car at like the age of 17, I stopped playing video games. <laughs> like I'm so behind on games. Oh, like, yeah. I've, I've always loved final fantasy. And I uh, I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake like a week after it was released. <laughs> it's like the one game, the one like modern game I've played in like ten years. That's cool. Do you think it? Do you think that it compared to the original? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I have to take. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it or anything. I no, don't no, know no, you know, you, it, I have it, it, but I mean, it. You know, it adds a lot. It okay. adds a lot to the old game. <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. No, I don't. Well, unfortunately, I probably won't get to play it until like a PS4 costs like fifty bucks or something, uh, <laughs> and it's like really outdated. But at least by that time, all three of them will have been released. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a PC player uh, mostly. Um, so I, I definitely hone. I think my favorite Final Fantasy game is probably. And this is controversial, but probably thirteen. What? Yeah, wow, dude. that is controversial. It's very controversial, <laughs> I know. And like here's the thing. I checked out when 13 came out. Here's the thing about 13 is I totally understand the criticisms and I totally agree with them, but I found that game to be a really great game to just zone out to. Cuz like I listen oh, to yeah. cuz I listen to so many records. Like every week I'm like listening to records constantly. Um, to do for the show and sometimes for enjoyment. Um, but in order for me to really focus in, I just like how linear and not like complicated that game is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I could just put it on and play and grind and grind and grind and listen to records. So like I've got characters that are like completely maxed out, like in every possible conceivable way. Um, just because like grinding in that game is relaxing and, um, and I agree it's probably doesn't have the glitz factor that some of the other games have, but, um, you know, I don't know. 13 ended up being my favorite. It ended up being on top. It's got the most hours played, I think out of, out of all of them for me. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that game to be so boring. Like the story seemed really cool, but God, I just, I couldn't play it. I, I played it for like a couple hours and I was like, I can't do this. This is insanely boring to me <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome what is your second favorite final fantasy game okay um you're like how about one that you that you'll actually want to talk about um uh, i would <laughs> say uh, i would say probably uh oh, this is hard i really like i really liked nine a lot okay yeah um, same and because nine, nine was cool, it was like a, a good mixture of like the old Final Fantasy games and yeah. um, but also like in the newer style, like seven and eight. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it on you and say what is your least favorite Final Fantasy game that's not thirteen? No, definitely ten two. That's easy to answer. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that that was it it was like they came out with that game and then everything after that was terrible until fifteen. <laughs> that's fair. I haven't played yeah, fifteen. But, uh, it's still sitting on my hard drive installed. Oh, really? I haven't played it. I actually I, I haven't played much of it. But it, the little bit that I did play, it was really awesome, and I need to restart that game and give it a real chance. Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, I've 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 started it like, and I always get past like the, I always get past like the opening, like this is how you fight, like the the tutorial, and then I end yeah. up tur- I end up turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I'm like, this is gonna be a really great game to play later, though later on, you know. <laughs> it's been like what four years <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um no that's cool do you do you play other in or i know you say you don't you're not really much of a gamer much anymore but did you play other rpgs outside of the realm of final fantasy uh chrono trigger uh secret of mana uh what else that's basically it yeah dude chrono trigger i love yeah, that incredible game. It was always hard to pick between that or like whenever it was just me and the Super Nintendo sitting there looking at each other. Um, it was like, do I play Toronto Trigger or do I play Final Fantasy 3? I really, <laughs> I really, yeah. really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and no. by 3, you mean 6, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the actual, three. yeah. Okay. Amer- yep. American 3, <laughs> actual 6, yes. Yes, awesome. Um, that's one of the best ones. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so cool. So we've got new. So we've got new circle back in the works. And yeah. um, there was something else I was going to ask you. I can't remember what it was now because I'm I'm blanking and I've been at work all day. But uh, you went and played guitar for another band. Was it last year? Um. Trying to remember what band that was. So you're probably talking about uh, I filled in for a few shows in yes. the Steam Spiral. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, was that just you guys were like good friends, or what? What was that? Uh, uh, they were looking for uh, you know just a fill-in bassist, you know, and they they kind of put out a post online, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm down." Yeah. And uh, they. The main guy in the band, Bailey, was like, "You're the, you're the best dude, or like you have the most chops out of everybody who's asked." So, and he just sent me like him playing all of their songs on bass, and was like, "Just learn these." <laughs> I was just kind of like, "All right." <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, did they play? And, uh, were they just playing shows, or were they on tour or something? Uh, so so those those few shows that I filled in for. It was supposed to be a short little run with a uh, sworn enemy. It was supposed to be like five days. Oh, cool! But the thing is, yeah, sworn enemy actually didn't play any of the shows because they got into like a car accident or something. They like hit a deer. Oh no! Yeah, so they they didn't play any of those shows. I was super super stoked to play with them for obvious reasons, and it was in Canada. But you know, it didn't even happen. <laughs> I mean, Sworn Enemy didn't play, but we played all the shows. Right. So it was still awesome. So that, 
it was cool. It was just a bummer that sworn enemy didn't play. I was like, what? Right. Um, you know, another thing that you do that I don't know if people listening to this are aware of, but, uh, you've, you've more recently got into like, um, like doing videos and, uh, and like, uh, like playthroughs and stuff. Um, what, what made you want to do that? Uh, I just wanted to do music outside of circle back, you know, like I I just want to do stuff, you know? Sure. (laughs) And you know, a big thing is I, I want to like show people that, you know, I can play more than just like hardcore, you know, like I can play more technical stuff, kind of like j- just a way to show off my chops a little bit, you know, outside of the band. Well, no, and it's cool, too, because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have made like a full career out of out of just literally making guitar videos. Yeah, it's insane. Well, Nathan, thanks so much, man, for coming out or coming out. I didn't really come out. I called you, but uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time out to to chat for a little bit tonight um, about some video games and um, and like I'm not a guitarist, so like I always really enjoy hearing kind of the perspective on some of these things from a guitarist because like talking to vocalists, it's great. Like I'm a vocalist myself, and but it's always so like big and sweeping and epic, and I like some of the kind of more <laughs> cold hard stuff. <laughs> So, uh, but I really appreciate it, man. I'm super stoked about the new EP and, um, we are going to link, is it cool if we link to your YouTube channel? Um, absolutely. Please. Awesome. So, uh, if you want, <laughs> if you want to see dude, throw some chops down real hard, uh, he absolutely can do that. So, uh, really appreciate it, man. And, uh, we'll catch up with you later, especially if we do that CKY episode. Oh yes, please. Let's. <laughs>